to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hello and welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. Happy 2021, everyone. I can't believe this past year. It has been a wild ride to say the least. I hope everyone is doing well. I am really excited about the energy around a new year. Now, I know things haven't changed as far as the virus goes, and a lot of people are dealing with that personally. And of course, the situations that have been going on for the last so many years in our country and what's going on because of COVID. And I, but, but truthfully, I always feel like personally, a new year, it's a great time for a new reset because we get to start again. Where do we want to go personally in our lives this year? I have some really exciting things that I want to do. And the top one is I decided um, I've been wanting to do it for a while. And it just kind of formed in my brain last month as I was wrapping up December that I'm going to start my new book and I am starting it this month. And I'm going to get into more details about my book later. So I don't want to give away too much at the moment. But what I will give you a hint about is that it has to do with my Magic Monday messages. And I'm really excited about it and how I've imagined it in my mind eye what it's going to be. <clears throat> but you know, when we imagine stuff, we'll see, we shall see how it unfolds. And I will get into much more of that as I'm going along in my journey of writing. Now, speaking of Magic Monday message postcards, this week on the first Monday of the new year, the postcard I photographed has the affirmation, and so it begins. And like I just mentioned, I like the energy of the new year because we can reset, start again, create something new every day, every hour, every moment in our lives. We are dealing with the new beginnings, right? Most new beginnings are small, and, but if we think about it, they actually turn out to be big things because everything that starts, it starts with a beginning. Like the oak tree begins as an acorn. Um, the book, a new book begins with a first sentence. Uh, the words, I have a dream, inspire the beginning of a new phrase in history. A new, better, happier, more fulfilling life begins with us appreciating the power of new beginnings. And beginnings always, they can appear small and insignificant, but reality, they are very significant in our lives. Why? Because a beginning, by definition, is a cause. To begin something is to cause the movement of energy, and you guys know I talk about energy all the time, and how, you know, like energy attracts like. Everything is energy, and as energy begins to move, our life begins to move, and this is what is cause and effect, and this is why every beginning leads to a result or leads to the effect. And probably the easiest way to get started <clears throat> is just start, you know, tomorrow, the beginning of a new day. How do you begin each new day? Maybe you want to change a little something. Maybe it's get up a little earlier and journal. Maybe it's, you know, start taking walks 
in nature. It just just start with anything. It's not a, like a resolution. It's just like a slight change in something that's going to get you to a goal that you have in your mind that you want to get somewhere. So just start. Start in the morning as soon as your feet touch the floor. And if you want to see the week's magic money message that I just shared, you can go to any of my social media platforms or my website, Postcards to the Universe. I share them each week on all, across all my social media platforms. And I would love it if you would join my public Facebook group, Postcards of Love, to share and see inspirational posts and beautiful photographs. So please go there and join me if you want. Uh, next week, I'm just going to tell you that uh, my guest who is coming next week, is Le- her name is Liani Kocher, a formal trial attorney turned fiction author and blogger who makes learning intellectual property for creatives easy to understand and entertaining. She has over a decade of experience as an intellectual property attorney at one of the top law firms in the world where she handles complex actions involving intellectual property, trade secret, entertainment, and sports law. And she's going to share with us creatives how to protect our own intellectual and artistic property and how to market ourselves. Now, for those of you who were here last week, my guest today was going to be my returning guest who you've heard on my show before, Reverend Gregory Postman. But Gregory had a family emergency and had to cancel, and he's going to be back sometime in February, but it's okay because I'm super excited that I have a professional astrologer on, Kathy Beal, today. And Kathy was kind enough to jump in literally at the last minute. And we're going to talk about astrologically what is wrapping up from 2020 and what we can be looking forward to in 2021. So I'm just going to give you a little background on Kathy and then bring her out. So Kathy Beal, a professional astrologer who helps individuals and business owners make decisions and and better understand themselves, their options, and the people in their lives. Her counseling and forecasting draw on her diverse life experience as an attorney. So funny, I have two attorneys back to back. A small business owner, a performing artist, and a writer. She is a tested and verified member of Best American Psychics and a longtime contributor to Own Times Magazine, where you can read her monthly and moon forecasts, as well as her annual guide to handling Mercury retrograde. And if you want to find out more about her, her website is empowermentunlimited.net. And then you can read all about Kathy. Welcome, Kathy. Thanks again so much for jumping in at the last minute. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Talk astrology? Oh. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> Okay, good, good. Okay, so before we jump in, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and your background? Oh, I'm someone who straddled uh, a rational way of life, a very logical, rational way of life, and uh, a mystical fantasy way of living pretty much since I was a kid. And uh, I say that I've built my... Um, life and career on the bridge between uh, intuition and the rational mind. And I operate out of both ends of it. And I have found that uh, the more that I look at, approach everything from the intuitive, energetic, and the more all of the rational and mundane stuff just flows. I, I still do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I juggle several different um, passions, income streams, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but it's just the way my life works and it all seems to make sense somehow. Mm. That's interesting that you say it like that, because I do have that too. I have the rational and then I have the like mystical part of me and I somehow have made them kind of merge together and it works for me. And the interesting thing that goes along with that is I I put, I put all of the metaphysical stuff aside when I went to law school and, Mm -hmm. uh, while I was studying for the bar, so three years after it, it was like a, a pressure cooker blew the lid off. Uh, mm. it, uh, stuff that had been building up and building up and building up just came out of nowhere. I started having precognitive dreams, which I don't, mm. I historically had never had. And it made for a very interesting summer. <laughs> I'm that. sure it did. I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh my God. It, yeah. It became, it became clear, like, you know, you just can't ignore this stuff. It's a part of you and it will, it will derail you if you don't pay attention to it. So now mm-hmm. I, I just pay attention to it. It's a great mm-hmm. navigational tool. So Yeah, it really is. So a lot of us know, you know, our astrological sign, and that's basically all we know, right? A lot of us have, that's all we read. We'll read, oh, what's happening for, you know, Virgo? What's happening for Gemini? And then, you know, we move along. But it's so much more than that. So I don't know how to even ask you the question, but can you explain astrology to us and why it's important and like... You know, in the well, in like in like I guess layman terms for us novices who only know about reading about our own, you know, sun sign. When you're born, mm-hmm. your personality reflects the energies that were influencing the world at the time of your birth, and okay. that's captured in the birth chart and there are many parts to a personality that work together and it's often simplistic to just look at your sun sign because Mm -hmm. for a lot of people there are parts of their chart that are actually stronger than their sun sign so i mean there are a lot Mm -hmm. of people who will and these memes go around and people will send me messages going that's not right for me. And I'll go, well, it's because, you know, come on. So anyway, (laughs) uh, the three and, and, and different parts of the chart interact with other parts. It's all interconnected. Mm -hmm. It's this giant organism. And you can look at it as a blueprint or a map Mm -hmm. or a wiring guide of different areas of life in which you're predisposed to have mm-hmm. energies in a certain way. But there's usually a spectrum that they can play out. So it's mm-hmm. not fatalistic. You can, the way that you're brought up can affect the way you express certain things. And, of course. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's just a really, I find, mm-hmm. a really valuable way to first understand yourself and look at your own motivations and approaches differently and an excellent way to understand other people. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, and you do that, right? For your clients, you'll create a birth chart for them. Oh, well, that's like, that's what everything starts from. That's where everything starts from. Yeah. I, I, I thought that you did that. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, I've Mm -hmm. had mine done years ago. Um, it was really interesting. And I, like I said, I, I was telling Kathy on a phone call before the show that, oh, it's only been within the last few years that I even, considered about my 
moon sign and my rising sign and where my, you know, my houses are and all that stuff. But I found out that I was a Gemini and a double Leo, which is kind of interesting because there's a lot of things about Gemini that people are like, well, that doesn't fit you. And I'm like, well, if you read about my moon in, in Leo, you'll see that it does. <laughs> Right? So it's kind of cool to, 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 I mean, I recommend it if you, if you're looking to gift yourself something really cool for beginning uh, 2021 and where you're at right now in your life, where you started from, you know, do that for yourself. That's a nice gift, don't you think, to give yourself the start of a new year? Uh, very much so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you, but there's so many ways you can go about this. You can, mm-hmm. you can use it in therapy. You can use it to attack a certain problem. Most of the right. people who come to me, if they're not wanting to talk about relationships, are looking for what's going on in their life right now and what's getting activated. And mm-hmm. you apply what's happening in the sky now to your birth chart, and mm-hmm. it gives you an idea of what the weather is that you're going through. And uh, I will not predict specific events, but general mm-hmm. influences. And I work a lot with cycles, like when something happened before and you can tie where you are now mm-hmm. to that and see, oh, 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 that's how I dealt with it then. But mm-hmm. I'm older now and I've been through things mm-hmm. and I'm reacting differently. So. Yeah, and I just learned from a friend recently about when your Saturn returns in your chart, what that means and how significant that is. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, where's my Saturn return? When's it coming? What should I look out for? Oh, no, you know. (laughs) But you don't realize how important what's going on. I mean, this is how they navigated for thousands of years by looking up at the sky, right? Before we got this technological stuff. Initially, astronomy and astrology were one science. Yeah, I had so. read that. I had read that. And it's, it's, it's interesting how it, and I know many um, leaders and politicians have personal, their professional astrologers that they work with before they make some major decisions for, you know, states in their country, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. So um, I want to I want to kind of before we get into 2021 and what we can look at, um, I want to talk about um, maybe you want to share what you think were some of the biggest highlights maybe of 2020 um, that happened that are wrapping up that we can you know consider right now. 2020 was one long evolutionary process of deconstruction that worked Mm -hmm. deconstruction of givens, givens in our lives, Mm -hmm. of foundations, of things that we picked up through ancestral lines, of patterns, of institutions, of stuff that we always thought was going to be there and then it just started collapsing and the collapse Mm -hmm. didn't happen out of the blue. We've had uh, evolutionary stressors building since 2008 and there are certain years where they got really intense 2008 mm. 2012 to 15 um, mm. and then last year just brought a, a lot of shifts in uh, or mm. 2019 started uh, shifts in family dynamics and things between mm. the different generations and Lots of ancestral clearing out. It was kind of, it's just fascinating, the things I felt going on. And um, 
2020 began with kind of putting a new containment on all of that mm-hmm. uh, evolutionary stuff and then working it over all year long from many different angles and brought corruption to the surface. It brought mm-hmm. personal demons to the surface, stuff you thought you had resolved mm-hmm. years ago, like, oh, nope, nope, it's still there. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and there's a lot more that's coming, but I'm, I just looked down at my clock, and I see that we're going to come to a break in a few minutes, seconds, so I'm like, I don't want to delve into it anymore and then have to cut you off, so why don't we take our two minutes right now, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about 2020, and then we'll go into where, you know, we want to go, we need to know about the past, but we want to look forward, right? That's where we want to go. We want to look forward, so we're going to take our break, and we'll be back in two minutes. Conscious Media for Conscious Minds. Om Times. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Welcome back. Um, So Kathy and I, of course, were chit-chatting during the break, so you may have heard a little bit of that. Um, I'm so excited to have her on. She's a professional astrologer, and if you were listening to the first um, third of the show, I break it up in thirds now because we take two breaks, Um, we're talking about uh, a little bit of the highlights from 2020. So is there anything that you want to um, specifically point out besides the deconstruction? I did want to ask you, and maybe this will be a good leeway, about this great conjunction when Jupiter and, with Jupiter and Saturn on December 21st. And maybe you can tell us what did that mean? What does that mean? How is that significant? Actually, that's point three of what I wanted okay. to bring up. Can I okay. skip in point two real quick? Yeah, Point please. two is starting a complete revisiting about the power of the mind. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the thoughts that we say, what we focus on, what we perseverate on, uh, the uh, information streams we use, and the belief systems that we have, uh, mm-hmm. that, we've, that we've developed about reality as a consequence of all of this. So, uh, and there's, an ad- there's also a, a vibe of a split reality coming through mm-hmm. all of this, which will die down by the end of 2021. So there's your first spoiler, but that's mm-hmm. part of it. So we're in a revisiting the power of words. Mm. And we can see in the national news on a constant basis the mm-hmm. power of words and the action that it's inciting people to. So, uh, and in our own lives, you see what you're underscoring in your mm-hmm. life by where your thoughts keep going. So that's theme two. And then theme three 
sets the tone for all of 2021, and that is the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that happened on the solstice. Now, Jupiter is an expansive influence, very optimistic. Saturn is a constraining influence. And I, I call him the planet of adulting. All right, Saturn is the guy that wants you to pay your bills, keep a schedule, you know, have a job. Do right. what you say you're going to do. And he, Jupiter is a planet of an, an influence of indulgence. And Saturn mm-hmm. is, there are consequences. I will reward hard work and I'm going to mm-hmm. slam you if you screw off. So mm-hmm. these two slipped into the sign of Aquarius on mm-hmm. the 21st. Now they meet every 20 years. And okay. for most of our, for the longest time, they've been meeting in Earth signs. They did meet mm-hmm. in one once in an air sign in recent history. But this marks a big shift. They haven't met together in Aquarius for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have a 12-year cycle coinciding with a 29-and-a-half to 30-year cycle. In other words, Jupiter was last in Aquarius 12 years ago. Saturn was last in this spot in the early 90s, like 91 mm-hmm. to 93. Okay. <clears throat> and And... They're in the sign that has to do with networks, community, mm. progressiveness, friendships, uh, intellectual approach to things, uh, living mm. in the future, technology. Saturn previewed this time mid-March. On March 20th of 2020, Saturn mm. scooched into Aquarius for mm. maybe 10 weeks till the very mm. beginning of July. And that coincided with the new concept of social distancing and shut down uh, like being being prevented from your networks and life went online right and now so now we are in an even bigger moment of shutdown jupiter and saturn meet and then london goes on lockdown um and uh interesting yeah california went completely on lockdown right oh la i I, of course florida's not but that's another story florida's just like whatever you want to do i don't care (laughs) it's crazy we're not on lockdown but yeah everybody else is pretty much (laughs) that's so that's one aspect of it and uh saturn's going to be in this sign all year and the year Mm -hmm. after so it's going to be slow growing Mm -hmm. slow Mm -hmm. moving and um, so we should expect that we're going to be living in a new way of interacting with each other with more distance. Um, Aquarius isn't soft and yummy energy. It does, it's not huggy energy. It's, yeah. you know. <laughs> I every Aquarius I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say every Aquarius I know. My father, some other people that I know are just not that way. So it's funny that you say that. Yes, I can see that. Well, I, it's interesting that what you said about words when you were talking about with how the power okay. of words and the effects, because mm-hmm. that's what everything about my, my, my whole movement is, postcards is. It's about the words we say that come out of our mouth. The, word, the things we think to the words we say to the actions that we that we do to the energy that we put forth so I'm very conscious and I've gotten so much better of it out of it doing it over the years I'm very conscious of the words that come out of my mouth not always of course you know not always but I, I am so much better than I used to be and how that really is a reflection of, of where we're going, you know, you want to know what you want to know where you're going. Look at the words you're saying right now. 
And that's where you're mm-hmm. going to end up going. And it's really, really important. So it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I like to reiterate that fact. Okay, so, well, we know what Saturn is going to be doing. Now, what about Jupiter being in, how long is Jupiter hanging around? Well, now, Jupiter usually spends a year or so in a sign. And normally what happens is Jupiter will enter a sign and he'll be there for a few weeks and then he will retrograde back into where he was for just a little bit and then he'll Mm -hmm. move forward and go all the way through that sign. This time, Mm -hmm. Jupiter is rushing through Aquarius Mm -hmm. uh, until the middle of May and then he's going to zoom into Pisces, the next sign, until Mm -hmm. the end of July, and then he'll spend the rest of the year in Aquarius again. So we Mm. get this bifurcated experience. So, um, and and then the only contact that Jupiter and Saturn are going to have during all of this is Mm -hmm. what launched it. Now, Jupiter, besides being expansive, Mm -hmm. always brings a silver lining. Always Mm. brings a silver lining. So there is something in this of knowing who your friends really are, finding Mm -hmm. ways to uh, really make the most Mm -hmm. out of what is going on. I am noticing a difference in the vibe of Mm -hmm. the Zoom meetings Mm. uh, that I'm in. Since when it first started, it was like people are like, oh, there you are. And I've always been friends who want to have cocktail parties and stuff. And now... Very selective people, mm-hmm. very committed and extraordinarily appreciative of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm also finding really vibrant, creative communities forming using mm-hmm. electronic media as a consequence. And that would fit with this. Support mm-hmm. groups. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you just, just watch. I mean, the the, the uh, arts community, the creatives mm-hmm. are scrambling to find a way to continue since venues are shut, people aren't Mm -hmm. performing in person. I've been in a number of Zoom productions, and some of them are actually extremely high quality technically. Um, Mm. So that's something that's going on with this. Um, And so everybody has some area of their life in which there is the opportunity to build something lasting that's extraordinarily positive that requires that you suit up and act like a grown-up and take mm-hmm. responsibility possibly for other people in your life. I mean, this is responsibility for the interconnectedness mm-hmm. of us. Um, sure. And this, I mean, this also reflects political organizing. That's part mm-hmm. of what's going on. Anyway, everyone has this at their disposal this year. And Like I said, last year, there was a big event at the start of the year, and then it got worked over all year. Mm -hmm. This year, the big event that launched it happened on the solstice in December, and that gets worked over all year because each Mm -hmm. of these bodies, the expansive body and the structure-loving body, are having clashes with the iconoclast of the sky the radical change agent, Uranus. I Mm. call him the advocate of alternate viewpoints. Mm. Uh, He lobs lightning bolts. He breaks locks. He throws monkey wrenches. Mm. There's an unexpectedness. 
And he's in the sign that he rules Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're all kind of like doing his dance somehow. Okay. And, and you, there will be um, demands for, there will be some, this is going to involve the economy and money mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uranus is in Taurus, which deals with that. It will involve food. It will involve mm-hmm. the arts because mm-hmm. Taurus also is highly creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jupiter pumps him up this month, and then Saturn goes to it with him from February through the end of the year. So we don't just have this new construct. Actually, here's what it is. We're going from deconstruction to a new construct that is unlike okay. what we have lived in before, and okay. we're kind of tweaking it all year. Okay. Okay. And that means it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of positive things, but that doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. Correct. Just because exactly. we're seeing positive things happening, it doesn't mean as we're going through it, everything we see or experience is going to feel good necessarily. Maybe you may be like, Ooh, what's that? I don't really like that. You know, kind of, <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Well, as, as these things are happening. Mm hmm. Uranus first moved into Taurus in the middle of May 2018, and I created a, a guide that's available at my site, and the image mm-hmm. that I have for the cover is lightning hitting a tree and going down to the ground and through its roots. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's not, you know, I mean, there are people <laughs> who are... There are people for whom this is physically, there's like physical energy running through them they're not used to. Yes, I definitely, well, yeah, I'm very, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm an empath, so I feel a lot of other people's energy. I notice how my body feels after I talk to certain people on the phone. I'm like, you didn't protect yourself. You didn't ground yourself. (laughs) So, uh, okay, well, I'm glad you mentioned, because you said it's going to affect, what do you mean by food? Because I was actually going to ask, like, how going through some major themes, like, how is it going to affect uh, uh, fa- finances? Because you said money, you said art, and you said food. And what do you mean by food, though? Like, we're going to have food shortage issues, or you mean, like, we're going to be sharing and growing our own food? Uh, both. Okay. okay. Now, let's think of, think of what's been going on, all right? Since okay. the, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. there's been a, a rise on mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. of plant-based chefs. True. It's like, yep. it's, a, it's, it's like an epidemic. There mm-hmm. have been um, a lot of things coming to light about stuff going on at meat processing plants, mm-hmm. especially with the intersection with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people, without being told, I just see a huge, more like community of Mm -hmm. collective uh, gardening, collective Mm -hmm. local markets, uh, going in for co-ops, people deciding they want to try to try their hand at making things they didn't make before Mm -hmm. at um, growing some aspects of their food. Mm -hmm. And it's bringing it it to, yeah, bringing it down to a simpler, more immediate level and not being so, um, Mm-hmm. reliant on some kind of corporate distribution. I mean, when when the shutdown hit, think of the mm. things that suddenly became 
impossible to find flour and yeast in the New York City area. Uh, good luck. It was just... Yeah, I heard that. The hoarding <laughs> hit. It wasn't just toilet paper. It was real basic things. Yeah, the hoarding hit, which is interesting because we didn't have to hoard. You just buy what you usually buy, you know? And it just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's yep. crazy. And, and I do see more people cooperating with each other and more people combining resources to help get through that, which gives me, makes me feel, you know, happy to see that, you know, instead of the competition. Of course, we see it because the, the news likes to focus on all the bad stuff, you know, but there's a lot of stories out there that there's really good stuff happening during all of this. And that's where that I like to try to focus, you know, my energy because it keeps my energy up and keeping our energy up also keeps our immunity up. Right. So we want to do that. So I do want to talk about, um, so what do you think about the, you said money, money, money is very important to people. What do you see about 2020 with money? Um, before we start talking about the virus, I want to talk about the money first. Well, I, we're going to see a lot of instability in Mm -hmm. the economy Mm -hmm. and, um, and then dealing with it. And I will say that Uranus in Taurus mm-hmm. last happened during the late 30s and the early 40s, and it coincides mm-hmm. with um, the New Deal. It coincides right. with Social, Social Security being founded and all mm-hmm. kinds of government, pro- government programs that had to do with the environment and a different use of resources and putting people to work. So... Um, I think that there will be, uh, I mean, just given so many people who've been out of work or there's been Mm -hmm. instability about whether they could go to work, uh, small businesses that are shuttering, actually even Mm -hmm. big businesses that are shuttering, there will be an economic fallout from that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then there will very likely be a government intercession and programs to try to address Mm -hmm. it and come up with new ways of building jobs. Mm. That's good. That's good, though, to hear because we need that. You know, a lot of people are suffering and, you know, this last year especially has been. <laughs> it's, I, I, I felt like I was in. Uh, did you ever watch Stranger Things or did you not watch Stranger Things? I've not seen it, but I can, okay. I can see where you're going uh, with this. Okay, so there's the upside down world, you know, as, or the twilight zone would also be a good way to say it. Like, I felt like this last year that I've been living in the upside down world or the twilight zone. Like, some of the things that I've been, your mouth is open because you just can't believe some of the things that, that you're hearing and seeing And it's it's been just crazy. So hearing that there's going to be programs that are going to come together. There's going to be thinking outside the box of ways that we can support each other globally. Because what I'm seeing is that we're more and more of us are waking up to the fact that what affects the one affects the whole. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. So we're at our second break time. So let's take our break here and then we'll come back. And I want to ask you about relationships and of course the virus <laughs> stay tuned 
Welcome back. So if you've been listening to the show, we've been talking about astrology with uh, my guest, Kathy Beal. And Kathy, um, I was saying before that I'm seeing that more and more people are waking up to the feeling of how what happens to the one happens to the whole about how we're all connected. And I just find that, you know, I've noticed that personally more this year. And um, what do you think? Do you see that too? Yes, and that, that's a reflection of not just uh, Saturn and Aquarius, which is things bringing home mm-hmm. to us how mm-hmm. we are all part of a, a network, but mm-hmm. also uh, this revisiting of belief systems that I mentioned, which has to do with eclipses and the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius, and mm-hmm. it's just causing us to rethink the way we view reality. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And what do you think about, I know I have to talk about it, you know, COVID, what do you see happening? Is there anything that the planets are telling us about this virus for this year? Well, I have a different take on it than some astrologers. Some astrologers are looking at, they're looking at the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that started 2020 as being the signature for it. But I'm Mm -hmm. looking at what's going on with Neptune. Neptune is a planet of I call them the cosmic fog machine. Neptune mm-hmm. represents stuff you can't touch, can't see. Mm-hmm. It can be highly, highly transcendent, inspirational, loving, uh, mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. gaslighting, you name it. And there's been, some, there's been an influence pumping it up very, 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 very strongly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it certainly would fit something you can't see that affects the air and your breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it, and it's going to be less of a factor starting to break up by uh, May, and uh, and then uh, in a completely different relationship to everything by December. So we'll mm-hmm. be in a different world by December. But between now and May, I would tell people be very careful. Just stay, do continue what we're doing, socially distancing, wearing our mask, and the whole thing. Anything about the the vaccine? Are you seeing anything or any of the planets, um, you know, go for health? I don't. don't, Well, I think this would fit with some of that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, different ways of different ways of going about stuff with Uranus Mm -hmm. and Taurus, new ways of dealing with the body. But I, I don't myself know what astrologically might be a signature for a vaccine. Mm, Um, Okay. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, All I can tell you is whatever we're in right now, this big morass, it's not knowing. Mm -hmm. And it also goes, Mm -hmm. that also accounts for bifurcated reality, the dual reality, the people looking at Mm -hmm. the same set of facts and coming up with utterly different takes on what it means. That's all part of it. Okay. That's all Mm -hmm. part of this influence, which starts to break up at the end of of uh, May. May and then mm. is not a factor by December. It's like like it dissipates, like the the, the clouds mm. just kind of go off. Mm. Well, that's good. There. That's hopeful. Yes. That's very hopeful. Yes. That's I very so. hopeful. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, that is very very hopeful. And um, what about uh, traveling? Anything we're traveling for us? I mean, or, or does it look like in you know from the planets that we're all should be you know still staying home? I mean, obviously, until you said for at least the next six months, maybe. But opening up is that going to be opening back up? <clears throat> I you know it's possible this summer because the uh, 
the eclipses that are happening now do deal with travel. They do. With, okay, I was going to ask you about those eclipses, so why don't we segue into that too? Go ahead. Well, because so, Gemini is short distance travel and it's driving your car around doing mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then and then uh, Sagittarius is ooh, going way far away, you know, taking taking mm-hmm. boats, taking airplanes to another continent. And mm-hmm. it, it may be until this summer when the next round of eclipses hit um, before there's any kind of sense of, all right, now we're, we're moving from one way of being to another. And again, everything feels like it normalizes and there's the new mode pretty strongly in the place by the end of December. So this is a huge transition year mm-hmm. for many, many things. And actually the image that I got for it mm-hmm. um, associated with the solar eclipse in Sagittarius that happened in December right before the solstice, right mm-hmm. before Jupiter and Saturn met, the image that I got was of a giant stargate that we were going through mm-hmm. uh, and, and having basically no choice and mm-hmm. not knowing exactly when you could walk into the stargate or you could just get sucked into it, but not knowing exactly when it's going to close. And when it closes, it closes behind us. We are not going to fly back into the world mm. as it was. Mm. Uh, and, and in fact, um, the, the image I have for my January mm-hmm. forecast, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is actually, it was uh, in packing with an air filter for a highly cutting edge filtering system, mm-hmm. said, say hello to a whole new normal. Mm. Yeah. So... I can feel that. I can feel that when you're saying it. Yeah, I, I feel it. I see it. Mm. It's well, you know what they say: all the dark and all the muck and all the stuff has to come up to the light before it to be transformed. So, if we are moving through portals and the energy of the planet is raising and our vibration is raising, you know, all that dark lower stuff has got to, you know, be transmuted. And the only way it's going to is if we see it. We have to be a witness to it. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I see it too. Oh, so let's talk about, okay. Cause you're, you talk about, I was looking on your, if you go home times magazine and you look up Kathy's Beals, you can see her, her blogs that she writes and you talk about mercury retrograde. Now, personally, Mercury retrogrades, I kind of like, I kind of dig. Being a Gemini, Mercury is my ruler. A lot of people freak out about it. Oh, don't do this. Don't do this. But I find I'm very creative during Mercury retrograde. So, you know, people get all wrapped up in it. So why don't you share, first of all, what that means? <laughs> what the heck's a Mercury retrograde, for those who don't know? <laughs> it's when the planet that rules communication and mm-hmm. transportation and mm-hmm. gadgets, like call him the ruler of gift, give, and let him. What, gadgets it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Gab, gadgets, and getting around. There we go. Gab, oh, there gadgets, you and go. getting around. Um, anyway, it's, it's an optical illusion. It's when mm-hmm. there's a difference in the orbital speed between his mm-hmm. and the Earth. And it right. appears that he's moving backwards. So during this time, he's also really, really close to the Earth. During this mm-hmm. time, the things that he rules don't operate by their normal mm-hmm. rules. So that means it can be high level of confusion. This is when you're, you know, you t- you're driving and every time you make a turn, there's a detour. And this mm-hmm. does happen. When things just take long, stuff doesn't make sense, everything starts mm-hmm. breaking down. Um, 
Yeah, emails get lost, phone calls get dropped, the computer won't turn on, all that stuff, yeah. This is an excellent time to research, to go back over old business, to stop, mm-hmm. get quiet, organize things, mm-hmm. get your thoughts collected, figure out what really happened. It's, it's like a great going in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good for writing. It's really good for mm-hmm. writing. In fact, people who have Mercury retrograde in their birth chart are often really mm-hmm. good writers because they're, they're kind of naturally inclined towards mm-hmm. going in. And mm-hmm. again, I will point out, I will tie this to the notion of where your mind goes and what you get because Mercury retrograde has become one of the darlings of the mm-hmm. internet and everyone has something to say about it. And like all these mm-hmm. memes and oh, and oh my God, yeah. Mercury's retrograde and all these horrible things happen mm-hmm. to me. Well, you know what? If you focus on, Mm-hmm. a lot of really horrible stuff, you're going to experience everything that mm-hmm. way. And sometimes, uh, sometimes I get to the point where I just laugh, like, all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, well, I'm, see, I'm, that's why I was saying I, I like them, so I don't have any of those issues. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Emails sometimes go or, you know, something like will happen, you know, little things, but that happens, can happen anytime. But there's something about the energy that it may be because I'm sensitive to it because it is a ruler. Mercury rules Gemini, you know, that I feel it, that I do. I I find that I get super creative and and, and I like my internal times because that's when a lot of cool stuff comes out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they don't freak me out like some people. But that's why I wanted to bring it up because you talk about it. You write about it. And like you said, everybody knows basically their sun sign and Mercury's in retrograde because everybody posts memes and gifts and this and talks about it and oh my God and it's and it, you know. So now it's like become like a social, everybody knows about on social media. So for those of you, you know, listening, don't worry about a Mercury retrograde. It's okay. (laughs) How many do we have a year? Three or four? I always forget. It depends. Okay. So how many are 2021 having? Three. Three. Okay. And the first one starts at the end of January. Mm-hmm. And they're all in air signs, so they all involve intellectual energy, which mm-hmm. will have one of two extreme effects. Mm-hmm. One of them is they could be easy peasy, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mercury is happy in air. But that also could mean that it's all the easier to screw things up. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, more in my. <laughs> Go ahead. In my guided on time. Read more in my guided on time. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and then how many eclipses? The eclipses are coming up in the summer? This year? Um, how many are we having this year? We're having one, two, three, four. Wow. wow. Maybe five. Now, hold on. I can tell you exactly. And now, oh, my and, God. And Is it? Does no, it feel no, like we we're getting do. more eclipse than we ever did, or no. is it just that now I'm aware of it, or before yeah, I wasn't paying attention? Okay, okay only, that's what it there is. Are only, there are only four in 2021. Okay. There, were, okay. there, were, there were six in 2020. There were four okay, in 2021. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm, okay, and the eclipses, like what should we look out for? What is being eclipsed this, this, this 2021? The, the, this, is, this has to do with where our mind goes and the beliefs we use. So okay. it has a lot to do with, with bias, mm-hmm. with prejudice, with your thought mm-hmm. loops, with, with in, the quality of information that you, what your information diet is, what you talk mm-hmm. about, um, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and there's something to hear about how we actually physically get around. So we are reorienting ourselves to the notion of moving around on the planet. So I would imagine that the airlines are going to go through massive changes in how they deal with things. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wish they would just, like, upgrade for everybody. You know, where it used to be a pleasure to fly before 9-11, and now since 9-11 it hasn't. Like, if they could, like, totally revamp the whole way people fly, it would be nice. <laughs> right? Well, that's a possibility. <laughs> right, and, it know, is. The, Anything's possible. With Jupiter, you bet. Mm. <laughs> Jupiter so, rules Sagittarius, so. Yeah, Jupiter rules Sag. So what should we be looking, what are some significant dates that we should be aware of coming up? And just, you know, read well, about yeah. it, look at, look up in the sky, kind of know, be okay. aware of. Oh, middle of February, end of June, and Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Those are big milestones in uh, moving the building blocks around in our new construct. Hmm. Middle. So, which planets are going to be like? That's what's going to be act, activated? That's when Saturn is Saturn is Saturn. squaring Uranus. Mm. Square is a is a challenging right. energy that demands action. So, the guy that likes structure is going to be in a challenge to with the guy that likes to blow things up. Mm. And I Uranus, see. Yeah, and Uranus is a guy that's further out, so and mm -hmm. he, he rules the sign that Saturn's in, so probably Uranus is going to win in each of these. And, and it doesn't, okay, what could be blowing up is the way you're thinking about it. Right, right, yeah, let's yeah, be clear. Yeah, yeah let's not say that there's going to be, right, yeah, I mean, it could be the way you're thinking about something. You can have an aha, your whole mind can be blown about something. Your whole life could blow up and your whole life could take a new direction, right? So those Absolutely. are the things that could blow up. So we don't necessarily mean <laughs> dynamite blowing up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh my God. We only have like like two minutes. Is there anything that you think is really important that we should know before we kind of wrap up? You got to have friends. Treat them well. They're your currency. They're your currency. That's really, really good. And what is the best way um, for people to reach out to you, um, connect with you if they want to have their chart done or, you know, just, I don't know, have a session? Do you do private sessions with people? Yes. And my, the, two, the easiest way is to go to my website, empowermentunlimited.net. I have a weekly podcast. I have my mooncasts and my monthly outlooks there. I have... Uh, recorded talks that explain what's going on. I've got guided visualizations that work with planetary energies and uh, you can, um, there's a, you can book a session with me e using either astrology or tarot, but most people go with astrology. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook. Uh, my, I, my Facebook page is empowerment unlimited. And I also have a group that you have to get membership into uh, the astro insight lounge. It's free, but I, I usually prefer that somebody have some some inkling of how astrology works to get in there. Mm -hmm. I, I post yeah. a lot of astrology in action in that right. group. Like, here's how the archetypes are playing. Here's, here's the aspect. Here's how it's playing out in the news. Um, mm. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you want to have that. Okay. Well, thank you again so very much for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. Thank you for listening. And I'm wishing everyone an abundant year filled with joy. I will see you all next week. Peace. <laughs>